0: Episode number 641 Garage to Global.
1: You're listening to the official BNI podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official B&I podcast. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California, and I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the chief visionary officer of B&I, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Hello, Ivan. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing fantastic. It's a great start of the year, and uh, I'm excited about what uh, this year will hold for us.
0: Oh, Great. Tell me a little bit about this episode title, Garage to Global. What is that?
1: Last week, we talked about the BNI origin story, how BNI got started. And I mentioned that in December of 1985, I started BNI in January of 1985. And in December, I reflected on the year and how it went. And I was really surprised at how BNI had really struck a chord in the business community. And that was the point at which I sat down and created a plan to scale. BNI. And so what I want to do today, I actually have um, a, a webinar, and, and you, you mentioned that uh, Ivan's Inner Circle is, is the sponsor uh, for the podcast. And by the way, 100% of the proceeds from Ivan's Inner Circle goes to the BNI Foundation, uh, but um, uh, 100% of the proceeds I receive go to the foundation. Uh, and, and I did a, a very lengthy webinar series, I mean, two, two one-hour webinars, on this topic. So, you're going to get in 10 minutes some of the stuff that I talk about in the two hours, but it's available on Ivan's Inner Circle. And I talk about the, the things that I wrote down that I didn't necessarily learn in college that really helped me to scale BNI. And let's talk about scaling BNI. We now have over 9,000, over 9,300 chapters in more than 70 countries. But here's the really amazing thing, Priscilla. We have 35 years of consecutive growth. Wow. There are not too many companies in the world that can say that they've not had one year of downward growth, wow, 35 that's years of consecutive growth. In management theory, that the growth graph is what's called a J curve. It just J, like the letter J, it just goes up. And we have 35 years of consecutive growth in the organization. And I think it's because of a great concept, but it's also about the strategy that we've used. And so I want to teach uh, some of the lessons that I've learned in scaling my company. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, uh, we, we uh, plan on writing a book on this. I, I, I have a potential co-author and uh, we're planning on writing a book, uh, how, to te- how to take your business from garage to global. But let me give you some of the concepts I hope they give you 12 concepts here if we have enough time. First, uh, you have to learn how to work on your business, not in your business. If you have not read the book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, pick it up. It's one of the first things I did right around that time was I read the E-Myth and learned about working on the business, not just in the business. You have to learn how to be an entrepreneur, which is different than knowing how to do something. The second strategy that I employed was creating systems. You have to have systems, processes, and then you have to write everything down. This is all part of the second one. You have to write everything down, and then you have to teach people what you've written down because learning isn't a leaky bucket process. Stuff leaks out unless it's written down and done consistently. That's number two, create systems. Number three, we all know about creating goals. Uh, And I think goals are extremely important, but what we're often not taught is the importance of reverse engineering your goals. So whatever goals you set, you have to reverse engineer those. So let's say you've set a goal for this year, 2020. What you want to do is you want to reverse engineer that. Where do you want to be at the end of the year? Where do you want to be in November? Where do you want to be 10 months into the year, nine months into the year, eight months into the year, seven months into the year. And you want to reverse engineer that month by month so that at the end of January, you look at your goal and compare it to actual. And that tells you right away, how are you doing? And what happens is people set goals and they're, you know, four, five, six months into it. And they say, oh, let me look at, let me look at my goals. Or, Ooh man, I'm way off. And that's way too late. And so reverse engineering, engineering your goals is a critical element. Of scaling your business. Number four, delegate. Now, everyone talks about delegating. I'm going to give you two concepts in delegating that you may or may not heard of. When you delegate, you have to delegate not only responsibility, but authority. You delegate responsibility and authority. That means someone is responsible, but they also have the authority to make the decisions. Now, people get worried that they're going to make the wrong decision. I tell you now, don't worry about that. They will make the wrong decision. (laughs) And you just need to be prepared to coach and guide them when that happens. Now, a new person, you know, a learner, you don't give them full authority. Give them partial authority. But as they learn the job more and more and more, uh, you give them more and more authority so that Everyone in every position should have like 95% authority on that position. And there's a little piece that they got to come to you on. If you don't do that, everybody and their mother in your company is going to be coming to you asking what, you sh- what they should do. And as soon as that happens, the, the, it, it's like throwing a monkey wrench into the gears of the scaling company. Uh, it doesn't work. So delegate responsibility and authority. Number five, no Your numbers. No, seriously, know your numbers. I can tell you on a daily basis how many chapters we have in the organization and how many members we have in the organization. I get a daily report for the number of chapters and the number of members. Now, you got to get as granular as possible. If you're a new business, you might not be able to get that report on a daily basis, but you should be able to get a weekly report on your numbers. Monthly, I think, is almost too long. You should at least have a weekly report. But as you grow and you get more employees, you should get a daily report. And the numbers you want to track are your key success factors, your KSFs, uh, or KPIs, key performance indicators. Same thing. The key numbers that will determine whether you're going in the right direction or the wrong direction. And you got to know them cold, better than anyone else in the organization. That's number five. Number six. You've heard me talk about this one, Priscilla. I've talked about it a lot. It's, I think, the biggest failure that most businesses have. You want to be successful in business, do six things a thousand times, not a thousand things six times. But I think businesses get caught up in what I call uh, bright, shiny object syndrome. They're constantly chasing bright, shiny objects instead of focusing on doing six things a thousand times. And by the way, it doesn't have to be six, it can be Five. It can be seven. It's you know, it's a handful of things over and over and over again. In BNI, it's it it's what we call three plus one. It's uh, uh, adding members, adding chapters, filling chapters, and telling stories. Those are the key performance indicators for for uh, chapters. And engagement is a critical element for local chapters. So I would add engagement for a local chapter. So that's a handful of things that you gotta do over and over and over again. I have a superpower. Priscilla, would you like to know what my superpower is?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I'm a dog with a bone. <laughs> I've noticed. I am so persistent with things. Right. If I have any superpower at all is persistence. And you've got to take your your superpower, whatever it is, and put it to work. But one of the things that you got to be consistent with is persistence. If if you do six things a thousand times, you are way more likely to be able to scale your company than if you're constantly chasing bright, shiny objects. Oftentimes, entrepreneurs are are the big thinkers. And so they keep coming up with ideas, which sends their employees in scurrying all around, trying to do different things. If you're an idea person, rein it in a bit. Surround yourself with people who will help you rein it in because it's about doing six things a thousand times, which brings us to number seven, surround yourself with great people. Pick up the book, Who's in Your Room. Uh, I wrote it uh, in uh, about a year ago. It's a fantastic book about the people that you surround yourself with. I wish I had that book. I wish somebody else wrote that book and I read it in 1985 when I started BNI because it, they're the lessons I learned in surrounding myself with the right people. Pick up a copy of Who's in Your Room. Number eight, uh, and you've heard me talk about this one as well, Priscilla. Ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. It's all about surrounding yourself with people who are on fire. They're excited. Now, the ideal thing is knowledge on fire, but if you're a new business, you can't afford knowledge on fire. It's too expensive. So you've got to find employees who are Willing to learn. You're willing to teach them. They come in at a reasonable price. You teach them and they're on fire. I was the poster child for ignorance on fire when I started BNI. I had no idea how to network. I method acted my way through the first year of BNI. I figured it out as I went, but I was on fire. And you can make mistakes if you're excited and you know, you, you. when you make a mistake, you fix it as quickly as possible, but look for people that are on fire, that is critical. Number nine, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Your organizational culture is critical to your success. Create an amazing vision statement, uh, know your core values, create an organization with amazing culture, and start when you have one employee, not when you have 10 employees. You want to start immediately because I'm here to tell you, if you don't create your company's culture, your employees will, and it may not be the culture you're good with. And so start early in creating organizational culture. Number 10, know your mission. Get really clear about what your mission is. Know what your job as an organization or as a business is. The mission of b is to help members increase their business through a structured positive and professional referral program that enables them to develop long-term meaningful relationships and, uh, and referrals. So, you know, that's our mission. We know our mission. We stay true to our mission. It's important to know that. After you know your mission comes number 11, work in your flame, not in your wax. I've talked about this on BNI podcast a lot. Uh, it's so important that you work in your flame, the things that you're excited about, that you're passionate about. Hire people to do the stuff you hate doing. Now, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get to do what you want to do. I understand that. So sometimes you have to work in your wax, but as you grow, hire people to work in your wax. It's their flame, your wax, and you work in your flame. That's number 11. And number 12, you've got to, to share a vision in your company that everyone is all striving towards. That's number twelve, and BNI it's changing the way the world does business, and we are clear on our mission. And if if everyone is focused on the same thing, it's amazing what can happen. If all the people in an organization row in the same direction, that organization can dominate any industry and any market against any competition at any time. BNI has dominated its industry in almost every market against all the competition for decades now, and it's happened because of a shared vision. And in in a shared implementation of that vision, and so that's a very short lesson on how I took BNI literally from my garage to a global organization. If anyone's interested in even more information on that, check out Ivan's Inner Circle. I've got a couple of hours worth of content on this very subject. It was like drinking water from a fire hose there for you, Priscilla.
0: (laughs) Wow. That was amazing. I am interested in hearing more about that because uh, what a a phenomenon to go from one chapter to almost, what is it, almost? We're over 9,300 chapters now. Right. Almost 10,000
1: chapters. That's incredible. By, By the way, I'll just tell you one quick thing. I had a vision in 1985, that we could—actually, it's probably early 86—that we could someday have 10,000 chapters. And people people said to me, you're dreaming. And I said, yes, I am. (laughs) And here we are today, our 35th anniversary. Within the next year or two, we will have over 10,000 chapters worldwide. Wow, that's so neat.
0: Well, I think that's it for this week, Dr. Meisner. Thank you so much for the great information. This podcast has a new sponsor, Go check out the great content available at www.ivansinnercircle.com, where Ivan has assembled a wide array of topics, and you're invited to participate. Thank you so much for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another exciting episode of the official BNI podcast.